0: comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know Oh, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand not a captive to the lies. Oh, I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. i rival me with a melody, and you surround me with a song, and of deliverance from my enemy, till all my You Well, i no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God.
1: I want to thank you for joining us today. We are in week four of Social Distancing 2020, and uh, if you would have uh, ever thought that we would be in this position after just, it seems like forever ago, bringing in the new year, Uh, and here we are uh, going into April, and uh, our world, it seems to be upside down, Uh, but as a church, uh, we're praying for our community, and we're praying for our nation. There's one thing that we know is that it may have taken us by surprise, but it didn't take God by surprise. And uh, we know that God has everything in control, and, and we are trusting and believing in Him, and we are uh, joining together uh, with churches and Christians all across this nation uh, to, to pray uh, for, for our nation and for the healing of those who, who are infected. Today we're going to finish out a series Uh, That we started back at the beginning of March. And um, we have been talking about uh, the idea of divine moments. Uh, Today is is what people uh, know as and is uh, Palm Sunday. And what that represents is the day that Jesus uh, rode into Jerusalem. And uh, as we uh, rapidly approach Easter, it's next week. we always find ourselves talking about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Uh, but what we've been looking at is that this, the week leading up to those 72 hours uh, was also extremely important. Uh, that week is known as the Passion Week. And there were some significant things that happened uh, along uh, that and during that week. Uh, All of it was planned. I mean, in reality, everything that Jesus did while he walked on this earth uh, had a purpose. It had a reason. Uh, In the first two weeks, we looked at uh, a couple of different things. The first week, we looked at Jesus and his encounter with a fig tree. The second week, we looked at bowls. Uh, We looked at the bowl that, that Jesus used to uh, model servanthood before his disciples and when he washed their feet. And we also looked at the bowl of rejection, the bowl that that Pilate called for and and tried to uh, wash his hands of being responsible for the death of Jesus. Uh, Our theme passage for uh, this series has been found in Matthew chapter 20, verse 17 through 19, when it says, "'Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem on the way, he took 12 aside and said to them, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priest and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. So here we have for the third time, Jesus is predicting his death. Uh, he pulls his disciples aside and he says, listen, I, I don't think that you've really uh, comprehended what I'm telling you, but I'm going to tell you again because it's almost time. He said, I'm getting ready to go through some stuff. I'm getting ready uh, to, to be tortured and beaten and bruised and, and eventually crucified. So I don't want you to be alarmed. I don't want you to be surprised. We're get, I'm getting ready to go through some pretty bad stuff. But in the end... I'm gonna be victorious. In the end, I'm going to finish and accomplish the mission and and what I've been telling you is going to happen uh, as long as I've known you. I'm going to be raised to life. So all of this week and everything that that Jesus did was planned. Uh, This week I wanna look at a passage of scripture found in Luke uh, chapter 19. And it's, it's starting with verse 28. He says, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are untying it, say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? In other words, what you doing with my donkey? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks along the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So here we have basically what amounts to a a big parade. Uh, Scholars say that there could have been as many uh, uh, as a million people watching. Uh, A lot of people uh, were along this parade route. And a lot of people from many different stages of life. Uh, You had the religious leaders. And they were full of hate. Because they didn't like that Jesus had included all of the people that they had excluded. Uh, they didn't like the fact that he had made them as Pharisees and religious leaders uh, a little less intimidating because Jesus had challenged them. You had Romans and they were on the edge because they had really no idea what Jesus, what he was planning on. They knew he had a huge following at this point and, and they were hoping that he wasn't coming uh, to wage war. Uh, you also had people who had been oppressed. They were going through so much and they were thinking, here comes the one that's going to deliver us. Here comes the one that's going to to ease our pain. You had disciples, they had no idea what was going on. All they knew was, was that they were headed to a parade and then two of them drew a short straw and had to go try to steal a donkey. People were thinking that he had come to do war against Rome, but reality is that he had not come to do war against Rome, but he had come to do war against sin and death and hell and the grave. People were expecting him to come riding in on something that that would represent a king. Kings usually rode in on on white horses, but here comes Jesus riding in on a donkey which represented peace. You see, people had a plan, but Jesus had a different plan. Jesus knew why he had come. He knew that he had been born to die. Jesus is focused on the task at hand. First John chapter three, verse eight, tells us this. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we are instructed here that the reason that Jesus was born, the reason that he was manifested was so that he could destroy sin. It was so that he could give us true freedom. You see, Jesus knows where he's headed and he understands why. If there's no one else along that parade route that know and understands what's going on, Jesus knows. He knows that, that once he turns toward Jerusalem, once he begins that journey, that there's no turning back. He knows that at that point, he's like a lamb headed for slaughter. And there's so much in this passage of Scripture, so many things that, that are of significance We could talk about the people waving palm branches and screaming Hosanna and giving him so much praise, only to a few days later be screaming, crucify him, give us Barabbas. There's so many things, but today I want to focus on the donkey. Now, I'll be honest, when I think of this passage of scripture, uh. I can't get this out of my mind. One of my favorite movies of all time is Shrek. And one of my favorite characters of all time, even though it was a cartoon, was was the donkey. And so when I start thinking about this, if you see me smile or talking about it, it's because all I can think about is in the morning we're getting waffles. But this morning I want to look at three things that i believe that we can learn from this donkey the first thing is is that when jesus told his disciples where he would be he told the two disciples exactly where this donkey would be when they got there he was right where he was supposed to be he was still uh, jesus told his disciples now He could have been, this donkey could have been dissatisfied with where he was. I remember not too long ago, our dog, anytime we're outside, anytime that we're anywhere outside of the house on the front porch and he can see us, he barks relentlessly. It's so annoying. And so we decided we're going to bring him out on a leash and just let him be out there with us. But when he was out there, he, he continued to try to break away. And we would say, just lay down and relax. Just enjoy where you are. You're not inside now. Just just enjoy being here. But he wouldn't. You see, we were just trying to protect him from danger. We were trying to protect him from, from running out into the road. And so we decided that, but he wasn't happy. He wasn't satisfied. And you look at this, this, this donkey. He had stayed right where his master had put him. Now, I think about this in terms of what we're facing now. Now, we've all been advised that that we need to stay home as much as possible, but it's hard. I mean, uh, many of us are about to go stir crazy. We just get us out of this house. We're discontent with where we are when everybody's telling us just stay, just relax, just stay calm. And you see, the enemy of our soul, he wants us to be discontent where we are spiritually. Uh, Sometimes it's the hardest thing to do is just to be still, especially in hard times. Our human nature wants to fight. Our human nature wants us to try to fix the situation. But Psalm chapter 46 verse 10 says, just be still and know that I'm God. This was written in a time of war. And what God is is trying to instruct the people is, is just just rest. Just know that I'm in control. I have you right where I want you. And during this time, as we continue down this path, no idea what's going to happen and how it's going to play out, I want to encourage you, stay in God. Rest in God in God don't try to fix it don't try to fight it just be still and know that he is God stay where the master has put you the second thing I want to look at is is that when the disciples came to him he was where he was supposed to be but he was still tied up and so Jesus had instructed them to untie him so in this moment, the, the donkey went from being tied up, being bound, to freedom. He had to be untied before he could be used. He had to be loosened before he could complete his mission. Uh, and there's, in, in our life, there are so many things that bind us. There are so many things that keep us tied up. The enemy of our soul, our adversary, the one who wants to destroy us, the one that, that wants to keep us held captive by sin. He wants us to keep us held captive by addiction. He wants to keep us held captive by negative thoughts, by unhealthy relationships. But Jesus, Jesus came for a different reason. John chapter 8, verse 34 through 36 says this Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. This passage of scripture lets us know why Jesus came. When he begins to to explain, he said, listen, if you are a slave to sin, then you're not free. You're not part of the family. He said, but once I speak into the situation, once I set you free, then you transition from being a slave to being tied to those things that keep you bound. You transition from that into the family. You see, Jesus told his disciples, he said, if they ask you, if they want to know what you're doing, and of course anybody would. I mean, somebody just strolls up to your property and and says, hey, I'm taking this. You're going to say, hey, what are you doing? And Jesus said, when they ask you that, just tell them. Tell them, the Lord needs him. And in that moment, he had that authority. And that thing that that had kept that donkey tied was defeated. He was loosed. Why? Because Jesus had the authority to give that donkey freedom Jesus has the authority to speak into our lives and to free us from sin, from addiction, from, from negative thoughts, from unhealthy relationships, all of these things, from fear, all these things that, that keep us bound, that keep us from, from being used. And you see, as a church, it is our desire to help you find freedom. We want to to, to help you break free. We want you to to find the freedom in Christ. We want to be that instrument. Just as the disciples were used by Jesus to help loose that donkey, we want to be the agent. We want to help you and walk with you. We can't do it, but by Jesus and by God's authority, we can. We can help you break free in the name of Jesus. And that's why we're here. And that's why we say we are better together. Because there are so many people that are struggling right now. You're struggling. You feel bound. You feel like that you're just not free. And you can't do anyone any good because you're tied up. But let Jesus speak into your situation. Thirdly, so up to this point, this donkey had never been ridden. He had never been ridden. But in this moment, he was about to find purpose. He was about to find purpose. Up to this point, he could have believed that he had no purpose. He could have thought, this is, I'm useless. I'm just standing here. I've never been ridden. I'm not doing anything. I'm just hanging out. And in life, there's so many people that that's the way you feel. You you fall into this category. You feel like you're not important. You feel like that you, you have no value. You feel useless. You feel like that your life doesn't matter. You feel like that you're just here. You're just existing. You look at everyone else and you say, they're doing such great things. And you begin to compare yourself. And you think, I have no value. God wants you to know today that, that you do have a purpose. He tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God is saying to you, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I created you. I formed you in your mother's womb. You are a piece of art. You are my work. You are a masterpiece. You are beautiful. You were created by me. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, he says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God's saying, listen, I have a plan for you. And that plan is good. That plan is great. That plan is for you to do more than just to exist. And so when the enemy begins to, to, to try to tell you that God has no plan for your life, that you have no purpose, God says otherwise. Now the other category that this donkey could have fell into would that he could have thought that he was already fulfilling the purpose for his life he may have thought this is what I was made to do he could have been satisfied with the way that his life was going and there's many people that fall into this category you're going through life right now doing things your own way you're focused on your career you're focused on yourself you're focused on anything other than God And you feel like you have a purpose for life, but that purpose is much different than what God's true purpose for you really is. There's a guy in the New Testament who fell into this category. His name was Saul. You might know him as Paul. He thought that he was fulfilling his purpose. When we first learn about Paul, what we find is is that he was spending his life persecuting Christians. He was spending his life going against Jesus. I mean, he actually, they trusted him enough. The executioners, when they were ready to stone Stephen, he trusted them, they trusted him enough to put their coats at his feet and ask him to watch them, to keep them from being stolen. And he stood there. And watched as Stephen was stoned to death. After that, he was continuing to, to, to go on about his business, to fulfill what he thought that his purpose in life was. And so he's continuing down the path that he thought was his purpose. And then all of a sudden, he has an encounter with God. And it's not until after that encounter with God that he finds his purpose. Now, up to this point, he knew who Jesus was. But he didn't really know him. But he had an encounter with God. And in that moment, he found his purpose. He goes from persecuting people who believe in Christ to leading people to believe in Christ. Uh, He went on to write two-thirds of the New Testament He starts leading people to Jesus and becomes one of the the most significant figures in Christian history. This donkey, he didn't know what his purpose was. All he knew was, was that he had been untied and that these two strange men were leading him and taking him somewhere. He was probably happy, just that he was getting away from that post. But he had no idea what was getting ready to happen. So they get to Jesus. They get to Jesus, and the disciples take off their cloaks, and they put them on this donkey. And then the Scripture tells us that they take the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. They take Jesus and they put him on this animal of peace. And in that moment, that donkey found his purpose. You see, his purpose was to take Jesus through the crowd of people and deliver him to the people. His purpose was to help Jesus fulfill his mission. And that mission was to eventually go to the cross to be crucified as ransom for our sin. So just like Paul, when this donkey found his purpose, he realized that his purpose was to deliver Jesus to people. And in the same manner, God wants to use us. One of the biggest questions that I get is, Pastor, I don't know what my purpose is. And we can begin to look at at all the different things, but when it comes down to it, when it's all said and done, when Jesus left and gave us the great commission, he says, your purpose is to take me to the people. Take me to the lost, to the hurting. That's our purpose. That's my purpose, and that's your purpose. Deliver Jesus to the people. But there's only one way we can do that. We have to be still. We have to stay where God has placed us. We have to be free. We have to to become untied, loosened from the things that, that have us bound, that keep us from being used. And we must realize our purpose. We must understand that it is our purpose to take Jesus to the people. If you're listening today and you say, Pastor, I'm very inconsistent in my walk with Christ. I've been fighting, especially during the time that we're in right now. I'm trying to do things in my own power. I'm trying to to overcome and, and get out of the situation. I'm trying to figure it out. God is telling and speaking to us today be still. And know that I am God. God wants you to stop. Stop fighting. Understand that He's in control. That He sees it all. You might say, Pastor, I need freedom. There's a there's something that is keeping me bound. And I'm so bound that I'm no good to anybody. I'm so bound that I can barely make it myself, much less fulfill my purpose. And I want to speak to you today and say, God wants to set you free. God wants to set you free. No matter what it is, it's a bad habit, it's an addiction, it's just fear. Right now, fear is, is playing with our emotions. Fear is, is about to destroy us. And one of my concerns is that through this, this self, this self I almost said isolation, but as we distance ourselves, that we do not isolate ourselves, because one of my biggest concerns is that through this all that it throws people into a state of constant fear of the unknown God said you don't have to live that way I want to set you free you may say pastor I want to fulfill my purpose I want to be used by God to bring Jesus to the people who need them as their Savior. So if you fall in those three categories, if you fall into those three categories, we're going to pray right where you are. As I've said every week that we've had to do this online, You do not have to be at this altar. You do not have to be in this building. There's no distance in prayer. And right now we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to pray right where you are. Do you hear me? Father, I come before you. God, I thank you for everyone that has joined us online today. God, I know that the enemy is roaming about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. God, I understand that there are things that that are pulling at us, tugging at us, weighing us down. But Father, I pray right now, God, for those who are, that just can't stay still, that can't put their trust in you, that don't really can't grasp the fact that that you're in control god i pray right now for peace in their situation god peace in their spirit and father for those who are bound god i am praying for a supernatural touch in their lives God, you have told us that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And God, you can speak into their situation. You can speak into their life. And you can free them from the thing that has them bound. God, I pray right now that you free some people. That they open up their life and open up their heart. Holy Spirit, speak to them today. God, for those who are struggling with purpose, God, I pray that as followers of you, that you allow us to know that our purpose is to deliver the good news to people who are hurting. God, I pray that in this time that we will use it to do whatever we can do to help people know and to see that they need you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing right now. I'm believing for great reports because you're able. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, normally during this time, with Easter coming up, I would be challenging you to find someone to bring to church. I would be challenging you after a message like this to say, hey, your purpose is to get Jesus to the people. Your purpose is is to get people to the point where they can hear about Jesus, where they can find their purpose. But we are about to face an Easter like we have never, at least in my lifetime, we have never seen before. We're about to to have an Easter where we're not together, we're not gathering. We're about to have Easter online. So, my challenge to you is to be an influencer. Be an influencer through social media. You have all the tools in your hand. If you have any kind of social media account, and if you don't, you have a telephone. And my challenge to you this week is is to reach out to someone to join us online. Tell them that you will join them online, that you will be there. And to be honest, it may actually be easier to get them to watch online online than it would be to get them to come to this building. Our reach is much greater right now in this moment than it's ever been. So I encourage you, send someone a link, anything that, that, that you can, post it out there. Allow people to know what's going on, what's taking place. Connect with them any way that you can, any way that you can use technology any way that, and if, you, if you're not a technology person, get their address, stick them, use snail mail, stick a note in the mailbox, put the little flag up. I guess it still works that way. But whatever you can do, let someone know that God has a purpose for their life, help them get to that point where they can find it. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for continuing to, to trust me as, as your pastor and, and as the, the leader of this church. And I desire your prayer because with every week that passes, we are trying to, to stay connected. We're trying to do everything that we can do. And it's, it, there is a, a huge learning curve and hopefully every week we're getting a little bit better. If we can do anything for you, uh, please reach out to us. Send us a message. Send, a, send us, uh, if you have a prayer request, go to the website, thegate.life. You can even text the word pray to 606-220-6111, and we will get it that way. But we're in this together. And if we could do anything for you, I pray that you will reach out to us without hesitation. We love you. Have a great day. And till we see you again.